kind of sleepy Mr. Magoo right there. Happy Saturday. 12, 17, 12, 18. Hell yeah. Well, tonight's episode is going to be about Indiana Jones. But uh, before I get into that, I just want to get uh, some feedback about uh, some people have been just asking about shows that I should do, you know, and I I appreciate all the feedback. I think it's awesome. So I'm just going to address like uh, some of the things just on a quick, you know, like three minute topic. For example, uh, meditation. And uh, somebody asked me what meditation is to me. Like, what's it mean to me? And uh, I started meditating a long time ago when I was 15. And uh, I started taking martial arts, Chinese Kung Fu, and they required us to meditate. Like, right off the bat. That was like one of the first lessons and that was to basically close our eyes and to calm our minds and when you do that it's it's easier to receive people's energy when they're throwing it at you and it's easy to to move their energy away from you and when your mind is calm especially in the world of fighting the reason it applies in fighting is because you slow your mind while the person that's attacking is racing their mind. And when you compliment them, time actually slows down for you and it probably speeds up for them. So when they're coming at you with a fearful punch and they're trying to hurt you, cause pain, you're kind of like a soft, just void of, of, of love that's gonna slap them back. So, timer I was gonna oversleep uh, so uh, yeah it and meditation allows you to kind of live more like how a dolphin would would live in a wave you know when a dolphin is is swimming in a wave he's not thinking about oh what happened five waves ago or what happened you know what's gonna happen on the next bigger wave that dolphin is riding that wave no matter if it's three feet, you know, or 20 feet. That's just how it is. And that's what I think meditation has taught me. It's to to be in the moment, live in the now. Don't worry about the past. You know, I and I and I don't mean, you know, if you've done horrible shit to people, don't <laughs> Don't, you know, think about that horrible shit. Of course, do that. But don't dwell on it too much, you know. And don't try to live in the future, you know. No one's going to be next Jimi Hendrix. No one's going to be the next, you know, Tom Curran or, or Christian Hasoy. It's already been done. So, in saying that, uh, you know, meditation, it helped me see clearly. And uh, that's no joke. It, it really did. And... And then you start to see the happy accidents that go along with the meditation. And the fear starts to really just 
con- like you, you don't fear as much because you start to realize like, oh, whoa, I'm just like that dolphin. I'm just like that flower growing out there. I'm going to die. So depending on how I live, you know, my karma will be transcended in different places. And if you're just horrible to things, you're going to not grow properly. And I think when you meditate and you try to set your vibration to the planet, I mean, look at the planet. It's beautiful. Look at the things that grow. Look at the things that grow around everything, you know, around concrete. There's still flowers. There's still... This planet can constantly renew, and so can we. And, uh, you know, the social media is a device of... um, It's how you use it, you know. Some of these... These people on TikToks will just shake and shake and shake to get these likes. And I feel like that's a a problem, you know, and I feel that. But a part of me is like, also, I want to just sit here and meditate and, uh, you know, see if I can get, you know, a million people or whatever. You know, you see the Dalai Lama, he meditates. He gets a million people to meditate all at once through his, his little TV device. How groovy is that? You know, so it's all technology and the devices are all what we make it and who am i to say that tiktok twerking is any better than meditation in you know across the world so but i prefer meditation and uh, i remember when i was a kid i was completely scared to read in public you know when you're in the fourth grade and you, you don't even know how to read at all and all of a sudden you've got to read some horrible book catcher in the rye or whatever it is you got to read this book aloud I would just freak out and I, I would just worry about what I was going to say and I'd always just get halfway through it and fuck it up and if I would have known that like maybe if I would have taken a breath and just you know hold that for, for five seconds and then tried to do it like who why don't they teach that in school you know like why don't they teach that like hey take a breath relax boom how to think you know einstein they'd ask einstein these questions about calculus or these equations and he's like man i i don't know that's all in books he's like the school is really there to teach you how to think and so is meditation meditation is definitely there to help you weed out the junk that's in your head you know and i think that's what happens to a lot of us we get a lot of junk you know caught up in our head and uh, we see so much as we travel through this this beautiful experience, but there's goods and there's bad, so we witness it all. So I think meditation, it, it helps weed it out, kind of like sleep, you know, but you're not really asleep because you're still present. And I love people like Yogananda. Yogananda would, he would, he would meditate for, he'd meditate for like 16 days. I don't even know how you would do that. This, this this cat, he was like the original cat that brought yoga over here to America. He would he would meditate for like 13 hours, and then it would be 16 days. And when he would come back, his eyes would just pierce. They were like, he had been places that I can't even explain. And uh, I truly believe that there is, what is it, the Akashic Records, which is... Timo, my drummer, talking about this, which is all the information of the planet and and the world and the universe all 
at our fingertips. And that's what happens when you meditate. When you start to meditate, all those answers are there. And uh, you don't even have to ask them. You just gotta kinda be one with them. And then, you know, the limits are endless at that point. But, you know, the, 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 the reality is, you know, living in Los Angeles, close to Los Angeles, Orange County, everybody's in this hustle and this bustle, especially with the pandemic. And it seems like the pandemic's coming back. So things get even more stressful, more fear-based. And then I meditate less. And the more I, I separate from meditation and, and going back to that source feeling, the more fear builds up. And that's where the anxiety lies. So, uh, you know, Eckhart Tolle is awesome. I have a, Travis, I have this lady on my route. She, she's like a spiritual, uh, doctor and her name is Nancy. And, uh, she, she's super cool. And she's got Eckhart Tolle things all around her whole office. And this is a, this is a joke because you're, you're UPS. Uh, what's going on, Isha? Uh, I walked in and she's got this this box that just like has this label on it. It's it's blue and green. It's just like out of all the boxes out of a whole UPS truck, uh, you you can you can. I'm a UPS driver by day, uh, blogger by night, obviously, but you can tell her box out of all the boxes, you know, out of all of them. So I grab her box not thinking and I go into the and this lady she's she's like probably like I don't know 20 years older than me and I go in there and I look at her and and I, with these innocent eyes I'm just all I I have your box here I can always tell which one is yours because of the color the color of your box and she just looked at me and she I shouldn't even tell that story she just started laughing and we I didn't even realize what I said and it's just how people misconstrued things because I didn't mean that at all. And, uh, but it was funny that she went there and I just smiled. And now every time that I see that box, I, I have to, to take it to that level, which is horrible. But back to meditation. Meditation definitely, uh, definitely puts me in that place where. Uh, you know, I'm also, I also play in the band and, um, sometimes when I play in the band, there's a lot of people there and like, uh, out in the crowd and sometimes there's seven people and sometimes there's 700. And like I said, I was that kid that was super scared in, in school as a kid. And now all of a sudden I got to stand in front of like 700 people or who, who even knows how many people, how do I get over that? And as the band started to progress and get you know, bigger and bigger shows, uh, I would find myself like there was no, there was nothing that I could do. I didn't want like narcotics. I didn't want anything to take me away from being up on the stage. Like I wanted to be connected. So what would I do? I would find myself in the back of, uh, you know, the Avalon theater or the Bardo theater, just meditating, completely meditating by myself. And people would be walking by, I'd be all by myself. And, and, and they would be looking at me and I'd have to like open my eyes when I'd see people, but I would just hide in the back. And, and all of a sudden, if I can meditate just for even like a minute, if I could just close my eyes for a minute and get grounded and get grounded to where I was at and what I was doing and focus on the things that I 
needed to accomplish at hand, then I could step out onto the whatever stage it was and either talk or sing or do the things that I needed to do. So meditation is key to that. <clears throat> and I feel when I don't meditate, it goes the complete opposite way, you know? So thank you, Julie. Cheers to that. And and that all, you know, as for, before we get into the topic, that that's another thing. The pandemic's coming back. I got to play with my band. And, and at the end of this season, I'm going to be having um, the bass player. I'm going to interview her, Rondi Condomore. She's going to be on the show. And then Richard will also be on the show. And uh, that's going to be kind of the season season finales. But uh, in saying that, with which with the band, I got to play with them last Saturday. And this was before, or last Sunday, before uh, everyone was freaking out about COVID. And now COVID is like coming back. And it's like, man, I don't even know what I can do and what I should do. I don't ever want to like spread any kind of weird thing. I'm fully vaccinated. I've, I've kind of talked about the vaccinations through the, the podcast and, and, and to, to touch up on that, I'm fully vaccinated, but then I hear that there are these football players that are fully vaccinated as well. And they're getting it, they're getting it too. And I just, it's just interesting. And, uh, it was super fun playing with the band. I just hope I don't have to wait another two years or three years to do that, you know? We have to, Travis says, we have to meditate at UPSers more stress than anyone realized. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'll get into a, a, a UPS story again. Um, who was it? It was it was Eric Cottonroth. He, he, he came and saw me at one of my shows and he was just like, he's like, he asked me the question. He's like, don't you get nervous to get up on stage even like at the small San Clemente place? And I looked at him and I said, bro, when you can handle Christmas and like 400, 500 delivery stops in a package car and like every day of your life and especially this pandemic, when you can handle that amount of stress and try to get home and manage a life and have a marriage and have kids and do all these things, have cats. Uh, I, I looked at him and just said, yeah, UPS taught me how to be more assertive and to kind of command presence when I need to command presence. And that's just from being in the hub and just being out in the world and kind of learning how to deal with people. But uh, definitely the amount of stress that goes into our job, nurses' jobs, doctors' jobs, uh, everyone's job in especially times like now, people don't realize it. It 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 definitely, you know, that's why people go work out. They go to the gym, you know, and I'm always like, why are people going to the gym? Like after they go to work, you see Tornado G, Tornado G on, on uh, you know, social media. He, he, right after work, he's just running. And I'm like, dude, how are you running? I just ran, you know, I just ran 21 or 18 miles in one day. What do I need to run for? And we all have our ways to like get off. And, and mine is music and this ridiculous podcast, but you know, started out as, like I said, fun. Now I've got like an, a lot of people listening that I never thought would and I'm I'm stoked on every single one of them and uh, but the point is I think the more stress you you add on to yourself the more 
you're either gonna fail or you're just gonna step up and just handle it. And I think that's one thing that UPS just has enforced into, you know, into our heads. It's just you gotta get it done. There's no there's no excuse, man. Like I don't care. There's no excuse. People need their vaccinations, people need they need whatever. They need the, the, their food for the, the pandemic. They need their insulin. They need all this crap. And we had a strike in 97 and that lasted like two weeks because the government realized that everything needed to continue. You can't stop. You can't stop. You can't stop nurses. You can't stop doctors. You can't stop hospitals. You can't stop drugs the flow of drugs to these hospitals and so yeah definitely go do a cold route I can't even think of that I, I'm so like I am five years away and and I don't want to make this all about UPS but they're having I saw an uh, Instagram story from my friend Aaron the other day and he had this new camera that's gonna be front-facing in our face and recording us as we are driving. And I'm fine with that. I don't have any problems. I Everything that I do is, is text-free or like I don't do anything to warrant a problem. But I can just imagine some of these new drivers that are just going to just stress out seeing this green light in their face for you know, a long time. And for me, I thought there were already cameras in there. I really did. I, I always thought that they were they were already watching us, so I don't care. And when you think like that, you got nothing to lose. And, you know, we work our asses off. And like I said, five years, I'm out of there. And I can't imagine these new drivers that are coming up and, and this kind of technology. And, and there's so much misinformation and information that's just going on to these, these companies. I love my job. UPS, like, it's taught me a lot of stuff. But like I said, in five years, I'm out of there you know, <laughs> but let's not make it all about UPS. But I think it all comes back to that meditation, you know, which, which, uh, which one of my friends asked about. And definitely, I think, uh, especially during peak, you know, peak for people don't, that don't know that when we're, we're driving for UPS, like I said, we've got 500 stops that we've got to do in one day. And we are Indiana Jones at that point. And how do you deal with that? You, you've got to go out, there and you've got to just be in the jungle you know and when you're in the jungle you know i, I will come home after all said stops and, and it, what happens is to people that don't know when you've been running like that for 18 21 miles all day just running to houses running to houses delivering doing it you start to get in the spin and you start to spin and you can't stop spinning so you can either start drinking alcohol which doesn't help or you can you know like i said run or you can meditate and i literally have to meditate at least a half hour every day during peak if i don't i i come back and my mind is scrambled it is scrambled because all we see are numbers 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 and after a while you're just processing and it's hard to take you know, it's hard, it's hard to turn it off. And realistically, I, I, here's, this is a melatonin I've been taking because it's, even though it's not peak, it's hard for me to slow it down. So, you know, I'll, it, it's, it's, 
these things that we do with our with our brain and uh I was watching this thing this is totally off the subject but how, how long can I talk about Indiana Jones uh I saw this this Roswell special where the guy that found the um the the pieces of debris on his farm they took his ass out to like a uh intelligence base and they just interrogated him with sleep deprivation for like three to four days until he finally just was convinced that he had never seen any form of spacecraft and uh they said that he was fully cognizant or whatever that like his brain was working really well in the uh beginning of all this and by the end he could have they would he would have told him anything just to get home so um yeah, the brain definitely needs to rest. And even, you know, I think in a situation like that, when people try to sleep deprive you, as long as you can close your eyes and just block it out, block it out, block it out, you're okay. But, you know, the military has got ways of, of getting past that. Oh. All right. So that's meditation. Uh, and then we covered what else? Let's see if there's a I was supposed to I was supposed to go to a friend's house today and pick up these records, but um, as you see I got Mr. Magoo over here. He's a rescue cat. We got another rescue cat today named Daphne, and it's a uh, Sphinx cat, naked cat. And uh Yeah. You should all, if you, if you want cats, don't go to those pet stores. They're horrible. And uh, now I'm trying to work out how to get the cats to be friends. Because one is a hairless cat that, that when I introduced the two, you couldn't even tell. Like, this cat didn't even know it was a, was a, uh, was a cat. It was like, is this a dog? What is it? And finally, when it could tell it was a cat, yeah, they didn't get along. So, but my point is... Um, you know, Sebastian's story, he, that's a, on Instagram tag, he came on here, he was like my second or third guest on, on last season, he helps dogs and cats, and, you know, that turns me on to rescues, my, my, uh, I try to rescue things all the time, because it's rewarding, you get, you get this, you get this in your life, you get this, this little friendly critter that steps on keyboards, and is super cute but uh maybe in a couple a couple weeks i'll get the new the new kitty daphne daphne magoo in here <laughs> so but my point is yes check out rescues and rescue animals if you don't have tons of kids so all right i guess we're gonna get into the topic which is which is Indiana Jones. Come on, Fred. Fred is my um, make-believe sound effect guy. Fred is uh, Howard Stern show. They have a Fred. So I could just say Mr. Magoo. Hit it, Mr. Magoo. So yes, this is all about Raiders. And uh, not just 
Raiders, but Indiana Jones. And uh, how it's very life-changing in many levels. I think the first time that I saw Indiana Jones, I was like at this place called Bullwinkles in, in Irvine. It was just this arcade and it was, I don't know if it was the Temple of Doom or what, but I just remember these these skull people trying to just just kill you and, and it was just such great graphics for a, uh, for a, a kid game. And I'm like, what is this Indiana Jones? You know, like, what is this? And then, uh, I think then I rented some, like, I rented the first, uh, Raiders of the Lost Art. <clears throat> I rented it because I didn't see it in the theaters. I was too young. So I think 1981 is when it came out. And, uh, they're filming the new Indiana Jones film in the UK now. Wow, Julia said that. See, I'm super stoked. I can't wait. Some people are, are really bummed about uh, the last, the Crystal Skulls and, and, and all that. I, I, I'm a fan of it all. Like, I, like this is kind of like the Star Wars episode as well. And, and it's, it's so weird when I did my homework. Like, I did Star Wars episode, I don't know, last season. And I'll probably do one again this season. But uh, the, the creativity of George Lucas, I... I I tried to jump into this and, and think that Steven Spielberg, you know, had a vision, had a goal, and he was uh, he, he was definitely an inspiration. But when you find out that uh, they met in Hawaii in '77, and and Lucas, they were both you know doing well, and uh, Spielberg told him, he said, "Yeah, I want to do something big where we can travel tra travel around the world and you know do a do a movie that's big and and." he didn't have a concept and and that's when George Lucas is like well Indiana Jones he's like yeah I have this thing called Indiana Jones and like let's do that and that's how it started so you have this great both great directors great storytellers and obviously George Lucas is just one of the he's the Tolkien of our time and, and that's what people just don't realize he I mean he is the Tolkien of our time there's that one movie the 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 duck movie i forget what the duck one is but but all the other ones are just so great and uh i just what was crazy for me is i i'm i'm a huge fan of both of star wars and indiana jones and and i i feel that you know han solo is a different character than indiana jones like a completely different character and i don't even know when i realized the two were the same person I really don't I've been because I love this stuff for some I mean I obviously knew but I I just put them in two different places like one is Indiana and, and one is Han Solo they're completely two different people for me and so maybe it was I was probably like 19 or 18 after seeing both the movies so many times where I was like oh my god yeah Indiana Jones is that is Han Solo. Like that's um, I know that sounds like a stupid thing, but you know, as you're growing up, you don't have to you don't have to think about all these things. Um, so, you know, one of the reasons I like it too is that he, he beat up beat up Nazis. 
And uh, I think that's one thing George Lucas really likes to do. I think he likes to to, pe- to have people remember World War II, uh, remember Hitler, and uh, Star Wars is another. Just, you know, the stormtroopers. You have the Emperor, the Chancellor, same thing. And when you get to, to uh, you know, Indiana Jones, he's, he's just, the whole purpose of those whole movies is finding these relics, these relics, before, uh, before the Nazis do, before Hitler does. And that's pretty amazing. So... Speaking of Nazis, I'm just, this is side, side tangent. <clears throat> I should have brought this up earlier, but I can't, I can't stop. So Quentin Tarantino, he, uh, he made a comment about, um, Bruce Lee's daughter, granddaughter and said like, you know, he's been taking some shit from, um, he's been taking some shit from saying, portraying Bruce Lee as such a horrible person you know, in that movie, and I feel that, and, and he said, I can understand his, his daughter having a problem with what I, what I've done, but everybody else can go fuck themselves, that he said that, I want to tell you, as per, a person that loves media, loves movies, music, all the stuff, I, I love True Romance, that's a great movie, um, that Inglorious Bastards, another great movie, but everything after and between, I could care less for. And for him to have this attitude like he's he's more relevant than Bruce Lee, to me that's crazy. You know, someone that can write a script and have people do a little dance is never, it, to me it's never as inspiring as to get people off their ass and to physically move and, and change their core being. That to me, that if you can if you can shake up my core being, that is something. And I think Quentin Tarantino is just a wannabe everything and is jealous of Bruce and jealous of people that have really had a major impact in the world without having to, you know, shock everybody. And I think that's what it was. I think he does a lot of things for shock value and after a while, that you can see right through it, just like the TikTok video. I'm not going to keep going back to TikTok videos, but you can see right through them after a while, and you just keep scrolling. And to to uh, you know Quentin Tarantino, I'm just scrolling because he thinks that uh, that nobody and everybody else that that has a problem with him should go fuck themselves. Well. That's a bad way to lose fans. And I'm not saying I'm a huge fan of him, but I will also say that um, now I have no fans. Like, I could care less. And now I, I, I actually like those movies less. But back to punching Nazis, that is amazing. So when you get to punch Nazis, <laughs> that's, to me... That's history, and uh, that's why I think George Lucas is genius. How he he throws these different stories into to beating up the man and trying to stop people from stealing relics. And uh, okay, so the first time I really had to watch a a Indiana Jones 
I was 13 years old and I was in history class and my teacher was Miss McEwen Murphy and I think it was just Miss McEwen at the time. And anybody that watches this, you know, from the from grade whatever it was, seven or eight, you guys can, you know, show a Facebook link or whatever to McEwen's uh, you know, site. I see that sometimes on Instagram. Please do it. But she was the one teacher that, you know, you always hear like, well, who gave you your confidence? Well, I had all these other teachers that were just, you know, dicks and like, you're going to fail. You can't read out loud. You know, your my math skills was off the level, off the charts. But like, since I couldn't read because I was partially, you know, dyslexic, I'd flip, I'd flip certain letters and words. People would just treat you like asshole. Uh, I, I would just hide in the back of the, the class because it was just e easier that way. You just hide in the back of the class because when you do that, then nobody can see. So Miss McEwen would always just say like, like, hey, you need to come to the front of the class. And she would just directly put me in the front. And she would force me to be in the front. And I remember this was this was in the 80s, probably 88, 89. They just rolled out these old TVs and they put in a VHS, which is an old tape for you young kids. And they, they'd put that in there and she would make us watch uh, The Last Crusade, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. And I hated school. I didn't trust anything about school. And I think she knew that. Uh, I felt that a lot of like the things that were, were being taught in history and the books were lies and they're all, that's all coming to fruition now. And so when she put on the last crusade, I was stoked. Like, I was like, what is this? Here's river Phoenix. And I just did a, a podcast about him two, two episodes ago, river Phoenix. And, uh, he starts the whole thing and he's Indiana Jones. And, uh, that, that just got me. And then all of a sudden I was wrapped up, wrapped up with the story. I was wrapped up with the cross of Coronado. I was wrapped, wrapped up with the Holy Grail. I, I wanted it all. You know, I, I wanted to be one of the wise men at the end of that movie. And I was so involved with it. Like I loved it. I wanted to rent it. I wanted to buy it. I wanted to keep seeing that movie over and over. And then that's where the whole quest for like, oh, I want to be a archaeologist. Like, I want to be an archaeologist. People are like, what? Like, some people, most people want to be a firefighter, which, of course, that's rad. But I'm also like, dude, how rad would it be to be an archaeologist? And I would start telling people that. And they were like, man, you're just crazy. And I, I remember being made fun of. And I think most kids, after, you know, they see whatever movie, that's what they want to be. Whether it be Top Gun or whether it be, you know, Indiana Jones. But I think with a lot of kids that were, you know, curious about just gold and relics and, and just stuff that like was from different cultures and, you know, the Egyptians, I always go back to the ancient Egyptians. Whenever I see the temples or any kind of pyramid, it just takes me to a different place where I'm like, oh man, there was something more than this. There was something more than this society. And people lived and they had kids and they had cats and they had ancient Indian or uh, whatever ancient Egyptian cat like Mr. Magoo's and so I think you know I always had that curiosity 
even when I was younger. And then once I saw Indiana Jones, it just took it to a whole nother level, you know, especially the last crusade with River and, and Sean Connery and, and, and all that stuff. It just, it was like the perfect storm, especially being at that age, everything's still magical. I'm not saying it's, it's not magical at this age, but as you get older, you've seen it all. You know, and when all of a sudden you're 15 and you hear about there's this holy grail thing and, and, and it might be able to give you eternal life and, you know, it's out there. And and uh, I did some research on that because I was so ready for it. And uh, there's still a there's a place in Ethiopia where they believe that the holy grail is. And this guy's been this reporter has been just going there constantly to, to see what's been happening there for a long time, like decades. And he says that, that every time he talks to these guards, he looks at these, these people and he stares at their eyes. And he says, uh, he says, he said, they have these crazy cataracts on them. And he says, what's in there? And they're like, like, we can't, I can't tell you, but look at my eyes. Like, you know, it's just, this this should show you and then they have these crazy cataracts and they die after like like two years every and then they have to have a new guard so okay what's up michelle okay so uh reading some comments michelle franklin seriously i wanted to do the same i i was going to or i was going to told where else to find mind-blowing how ignorant people can be so sad I give yeah so people okay being told yeah so basically people like when you tell people like oh I want to be a marine biologist or I want to be an astronaut or whatever you want to be right they always belittle you you know why because they don't it's not that they don't want to do it but they, they they're lacking that original idea and then when all of a sudden you have an original idea and you act on it then they call you a freak because they just know that they can't, you're coming from the same place. And when all of a sudden you're doing things for yourself and trying to, to come up, they always want to bring you down. And I feel like that's in anything, whether it be marine biology, whether it be a musician, whatever it is, they try to bring you down because they just don't want to see you ever come up. And I think there just comes to a point where you snap, where... You know, I'm not saying that I'm bummed that I'm not uh, an archaeologist, but I always think this, there's time. You know, we have tons of time. And so even though I haven't done it yet, who knows, I won't, who knows this, who's to say that I won't do it in 10 years and really, you know, jump into trying to be Indiana, which is now like Josh Gates from, you know, the Discovery Channel. He's just, he's, he's the real Indiana Jones and, and. It, he's traveled to all these different places and and that's it once you start getting past the point of letting people bullying you because that's really what it is it's a form of bullying it, it, you get that tough skin and you just do whatever the hell you want and you know for for younger people that are watching this people just bully and bully and bully and like i said the more they bully the more that you know that you're going in the right place because they're just jealous and they're just jealous that that you know you're doing something that they can and everyone can do everything like it's just amount of putting time and effort into the thing that you truly love so uh you know julie says she wants to be 
a, a photographer. You are a photographer, you know? That's the thing. You are. You are what you do. You are, back to the meditation, you are what you say. You are what you do. You. When I'm depressed, I play my music. When I, I do this podcast because I don't want to sit around the house alone and do nothing. And what better way to, to have fun and to not you know, have to deal with anxiety than to just talk about the bullshit that's going on in my head about Indiana Jones. And I think that's another way to, to release things, you know? And, uh, yeah, creativity, that's it. And I think that's another thing about George Lucas. He's so creative that any, you know, if people told him that he sucked, I don't think he cares, you know? I mean, he created Jar Jar Binks and he doesn't stop. He just keeps going. And so when you make all these brilliant things and all of a sudden you make something stupid like the duck movie, it's like, who cares? Like you got to make, I love that quote. Like you make so much art that like, you know, you, you piss people off because you've made so much and really you're pissing them off because they're not making enough or any. So I am, Michelle says, I am doing graphic design so I can get my art out there. Never too old. 56 years or yeah. There's no, or you, there is no, as long as you're alive, that's it. As long as you've got breath in you. I played with this guy. His name was Michael Wilcox. And I've talked about him before. He's one of my biggest influences. He was just, I, I was learning how to play guitar in these Laguna Beach uh, art shows, art galleries, and this older man comes in, probably 70-something, looking like Willie Nelson, with his hat and his long hair, and he just, he saw that we were playing, and he's like, do you mind if I, like, sit in? And I'm like, sure, man, and he just goes and gets his amp, and he just plugs in, and he just starts ripping over all of us, and he just looked like a star, he was a star, he became one of my best friends, and, uh, you know, he wasn't bragging about it, he wasn't posting it on Instagram, he wasn't getting TikTok views, he just, he had the chops, he had been there, he had played with Willie, I'm pretty sure, he's played with everybody, and, uh, I got to play with that guy, and, uh, he passed away, uh, like, four years ago or something, but just, you know, the fact that I got to play with that person, I got, I got to see B.B. King, you know, I'm not in my 50s, but I still got to see B.B. King. I got to see Nirvana. I got to see these these people, you know, and they all inspire, you know. And I think Indiana Jones was just another form, you know, of inspiration, you know. So, yes, I'll, I'll do this. I'm going to do a, a plug because I love Julia. Um, she's got a photo page called Julia's... What is it? Julia's snap photography page. It's all on there. Check it out. Because we're all building each other up. That's what it's about. And beating up Nazis, right? Beating up Nazis. So my point is, um, totally got sidetracked. Miss McEwen Murphy, she completely forced knowledge and information and visual stimulation and creativity into a... 14 year old or 15 year old that didn't want to do a fucking thing 
and that's super hard to do when all the other teachers wanted to just you know expel me and, and call me the fuck up kid this one lady was just like dude i believe in you i believe in you i believe in you and she's the one person that if i ever do you know get onto a big stage or do something like my podcast does successfully that will be because of that one woman and uh you know and it all goes back to indiana jones and uh i think these these create these creative outlets these photographies this this movie making you know even acting all of these things they they have a sense of of meaning on the planet in the multiverse and some movies can inspire 12 year olds that will grow up to be like muhammad ali you know and that's what we want we want we want such so much art out there that even though the shitty chaos of the world might be dragging us down we still have that light to bring us out of the darkness that hit right on heaven in las vegas So yeah, this is a little different Indiana Jones, you know, I've seen a uh, special, I've seen so so many other people just sit and tell you history facts and, and crap about Indiana. This is really what, even Star Wars, George Lucas, Indiana Jones, Tolkien, all the stories that have been told amongst us humans. How long has it gone on and how long will it keep going on? Will Star Wars keep going on for another 100 years will people you know will there be star wars in 100 years well because you know disney will be here so you know there's the indiana jones ride at disneyland that's not going anywhere so how far will it go and if we don't get hit by a comet or if the aliens don't take over you know but for me once harrison ford passes away I said this in one of the, the last podcasts, River Phoenix was the only logical choice for me that could, that could play, uh, you know, Indiana Jones. And I feel without River Phoenix, I don't, I don't know if I could really take anything serious, but, but that's just also more dinosaur talking because like I said, everything in a hundred years, who's going to be here, you know? So everything will keep going. And, uh, So yes, Julie says Instagram can suck some, or uh, sorry, Michelle says Instagram can suck. Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. You just once you learn the out out the algorithms, Julie, it gets a lot easier. So you know, you gotta just learn these out algorithms. Just don't like too many pictures, which is unfortunate, and uh, just have fun. You know, and don't worry about followers. Who gives a shit about that? I, I try to actually lose followers. When I see that I'm losing followers, I know that I'm doing a, a good thing. I'm I'm the anti uh, the anti Instagram, but in doing that, then the real people stay around, and then I get to know you people. Like I get to know you, and I get to know Julie. I get to know Michelle, and that's the cool thing. And we get to establish. A relationship, I and mean, we get to just sit here and chat about Indiana Jones. Oh, definitely. 
Michelle says, I think the aliens watch us and are astounded by our stupidity. Well, the whole thing is, um, what I've heard is that there's the Galactic Federation out there, and that's for real, uh, and they're watching us, and I'm not going to make this about politics, but we were entering a world before what happened recently, uh, where there was more peace, and we were kind of worried, we were kind of going towards unification of mankind, and then politics starts to rear its ugly head, people start taking sides, and the Galactic Federation took it back and said, we're not ready to expose the information. But I think it's coming through anyways. And I don't know if it's because the political tone has changed to me. You know, politics, especially American politics, is like, it's a two-headed snake. You know, like you got the Republicans and the Democrats, two-headed snake. They're, they're still connected to the big, the big thing. And who is the big thing? You know, and, and why won't they let us know what's really going on? And with all those Pentagon papers, they have said that they've given us all the information that they have. And they don't know what these things are, but I still think that we're being lied to. And I guarantee they know exactly what they are and probably were behind it now because we reversed engineered everything that we found at Roswell and out these places. And that's why we're on, uh, that's why we're moving so quickly. You know, and this is all just my theory, but I definitely feel that we're speeding up and things are changing. Element 115, Bob Lazar, all these things, hashtag that, hashtag this. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back into Indiana Jones. Um, when they were doing uh, the Crystal Skulls, um, you know, George Lucas is like, I want to do this alien, this alien flick. I want to do this alien flick. And Steven Spielberg is like, dude, I did, uh, you know, Close Encounters. I did E.T. E I don't want to do another alien flick. And he's like, all right. So then they go away for the summer. And then, then finally he's like, George is like, I got it. I got it. You know, Independence Day just came out. I got it. It's not going to be about aliens. It's going to be about interdimensional beings. It'll have nothing to do with aliens. And, and Spielberg's like, oh, that sounds cool. It sounds cool. What would they look like? Oh, they'll look like aliens. But, you know, that's George Lucas. Just always one step ahead. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoy Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Han Solo, uh, Data. It's not Data, but, uh, you know, from the Goonies, Short Round. Uh, just all of them. It's it's a it it creativity. I think that's what it boils down to. What does Indiana Jones mean to me? It's creativity and create being creative from a point of trying to invade a message that comes from the heart and that can change something and is not just for likes and and for views. It's more for actual change of mankind and you know people find religion in nike shoes they can find them in movies and uh and stories and pictures and all these things and i think inspiration is why we stay here in this multiverse i know i stay here so i can create i i love to create that's why i do this ridiculous podcast everybody 
because I like to create. So, Julie says her, we lost a lovely friend yesterday. I'm sorry to hear about that. I'm sending love to you and your, your, your friend's family. A lot of people are passing with all this COVID coming back. That's the thing. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? But we can't be fearful. As long, All we can do is live for us. Like, live for you. Be the best that you can be. Be the best that Michelle can be. Try to stay alive for you. And try not to spread COVID. You know, that's why I don't know what to do with music right now. I'm stoked that I got to play with people recently. But I don't know if we've got to go back into hiding. They're making us wear masks again. Which is, I totally understand. But, uh... Yeah. We all gotta... We all gotta... Yeah, taking your own life... I'm responding to Julia. She said they took their own life. It's hard, especially in COVID. They said it's, uh, it's, it, this is the hardest time for everybody, you know? Thank you, Michelle. She said it's not ridiculous. It's information and love. Yeah, like this cat right here. This is information and love right here. Just, just right looking at me like it's time. It's time. But I appreciate that. And as for suicide, like I said, we kind of touched on that. That, that is, that is, I get depressed. I think, you know, I don't have suicidal thoughts now because I, what happens is just like the spinning of work, right? I was talking about the spinning of work. When you start to work so much, you rarely get to the point where you're suicidal. And I'm not talking about work, like going to work, but like creating the things you like, like, like taking photography, you know, or, or taking photos or, or playing songs or, or, or even playing video games. You know, I, I just got out of the hospital like, uh, two weeks, three weeks ago. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have time for video games because I'm in this, this fast life, fast pace, whatever. But, when you die, people think that, you know, they give you video games and I got this switch and, uh, you know, I sit around and I get to play this, this video game and I'm playing Zelda and I'm rambling, but I, I love it. I love the fact that I, I have this life so I can just sit and play Zelda so I can watch movies like Indiana Jones, so I can create, so I can look at Julia's pictures. So I, I, I can just experience it all before it goes by too fast. And I think the problem with the pandemic is it's put people out of work. It's put people out of jobs. Uh, and when you don't, you can't eat, it's really hard. And then you feel like you've failed and then all of this. But all I can say to people is you've never failed. If you need food, send me a DM. I'll fucking get you some bananas somehow. Mr. Magoo and this new Daphne Magoo will hustle it up on the street. We'll get you some bananas. But, uh... Michelle says you have to put one foot in front of the other. I completely agree. That's it. Just like, just like Indiana at the, at the end of the crusade, you know, when he had to spell out Jehovah and he almost stepped on the wrong one. That's it. You keep stepping forward and that's it. The penitent man will pass. The penitent man will pass and the happy kitty will roll. The happy kitty will roll. So once again, I'm stoked to have you guys 
you two listening, Michelle and Julia, I'm glad that you guys have hung out with me on this this episode 7, season 2 of What Does It All Mean podcast, Indiana Jones special. You guys are awesome. Mr. Magoo is awesome. Wait till you see the hairless cat. Holy shit, guys. Wait till you see the hairless cat. It looks like Gollum. Looks like Gollum. So anyways, all right, everybody. Next week, I'm going to have uh, a guest on Becky, and she's going to be talking about some mystical shit. She's awesome. So hell yeah, you guys. Rock and roll, and what does it all mean?